Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Made in Ukraine Tech Startup Edition, a monthly podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT companies and their efforts to go global. Today is Tuesday, December 29th, 2020, and our guest for this episode is Deputy Minister with the Ministry of Digital Transformation in Ukraine, Alexander Bonyakov. Alex, welcome. How are you today? Well, uh, I'm good. I'm good. And I hope you too. Thanks so much for agreeing to uh, be interviewed today. So for this episode, we're going to pivot a bit. We're not going to be focusing on IT or tech companies, but rather we're going to focus on Ukraine and what's happening there with the economy and the country's efforts to make it completely digital. Alex, I'd like to start off with some background about you, professional and educational background, please. Oh, sure. So I'll start from educational background. So educational background is mostly economics. Uh, for all my life, I was interested in computers, but it, it, it turned out I, I didn't pass to um, a tech, like technology educational institution. So I went to uh, University of Aviation on the marketing faculty and uh, I obtained an economics degree for the first time, then it was second time. I, I got MBA from um, University of New Brunswick in Canada and finally I got MPA which stands for Master of Public Administration in Columbia University, so where I was also focused on mostly economical things. But then on professional level I started my job uh, from being a software engineer, uh, system, system administrator, a number of uh, company, private companies. And then I've grow, grown my career to actually the CEO of the company, of the software outsourcing company. But along the way, I was a project manager, I was a product manager, I was uh, running the whole department in IT company. And then in 2007, I started my own business. So since 2007 and until one year ago, I was doing my own business. I founded a software outsourcing company and a digital marketing company, invested in some startups. That was what I was doing for more than a decade, more than a decade. And I ended up, uh, like a year ago, I ended up, I, I got a proposal to join a Ministry of Digital Transformation team to focus on digitalization of the country and specifically be in charge of growth and development of IT industry. So that's really brief story, educational both <laughs> and professional. Okay, so I think that answers my question about your entrepreneurial background. And along the way, you mentioned studying in New Brunswick in Canada and also at Columbia University in New York City. So it sounds like you spent some time outside of Ukraine. Yeah, I, I spent last... Actually, before I got this proposal from, from Mikhail Fodorov to join the Ministry of Digital Transformation team, uh, I was actually living in, in the States uh, and uh, I just came back two or three months. Yeah, it, it actually influenced me a lot. I mean, not just in terms of business, but uh, I was studying uh, public administration and all these nuances, I would say. And uh, of course, it inspired me that probably I can do some good for my own country. And I understand that the Ministry of Digital Transformation was only established in August of 2019. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I came back like July and, and after two months, I was actually one of the first employees of their ministry. And I know that they have this phrase, they want to create a state in a smartphone 
supposedly by 2024. What's all that about? It's about moving all the government services online and uh, specifically to the smartphone because uh, everyone now has a computer in his hand and uh, uh, people less and less go to their personal computers. They mostly spend their times on the iPhone screen or uh, Android screen. And so that's even on the, on the tablet. So we decided that we're going to follow the concept which we called mobile first. So we do all the services outside mobile, but I mean on the desktop and available for, for mul- on multiple platforms. But the whole, the whole like, idea and the concept is to make it compatible with mobile first. So how many services are available now through Digital Ukraine? It's, it's really a lot. There are tens of them and, and should be hundreds of them. I, I believe that the, the ultimate goal is move like around 1,000 services in, in general. So, so far we have uh, driver licenses, uh, car insurance, car titles, passports, uh, birth certificates available in a digital form. So you don't have to carry like literal paper anymore. You just show your phone to police if it's on the road uh, or uh, even if they stop you on the street. And, and if you want to go to some go inside some government institution, you can also show show your ID on the, on the phone. This was the first step. This was, I mean, this was terrific. We were, I think with a digital password, we're the first in the world. Uh, and with the digital dri- uh, driver license, we are false, uh, number four in the, in, in the whole world who implemented this. But then we started to move uh, like actual services. For instance, like the birth of the child. So mother, don't, uh, she doesn't have to go for, for, to make to do all this all the, all the paperwork for, for her infant, and this being done for ten minutes in, in her uh, medical room. So uh, then construction permits. We started from the small, but this eventually has to be for the all the construction types, uh, starting from I don't know one floor. Uh, private building to some residential, huge residential buildings, commercial business uh, buildings, of course. The next thing is most popular ser- government service in Ukraine is a changing your residential address. So it was like in all the it was in a paper form. Now we moved to digital. And another thing, we also moved all the social services like government support. I mean, fiscal government support because of COVID government gives people money so it's also being done through through the phone so you just click a couple times and then you get money on your account so you don't have to go somewhere with the papers staying in the lines and 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 the rest of the things we had, we started to implement a project we call electronic residency which is a ability to register business outside country uh, for non-residents so they don't have to even visit ukraine and for Ukrainian citizen, we made process of registering his own enterprise like very simple and quick. Like in 15 minutes from your home, you can register a business in Ukraine. So those are a couple of the examples, but there, there, there are a bunch of more, which we can, can kind of cover, but I think I, I made my point. <laughs> and is Dia City the name of this program? DIA City, so we started from government services under the brand DIA. And then we uh, felt that 
idea is positively being sensed by people. So they, they have positive feeling about this. So we started to kind of exploit this brand and, and a couple of other projects, which are not exactly like government service projects. For, for example, there was a project for digital skills, DA education. There's, there's a, another project called DA business for small and medium uh, initiative, which helps uh, small and medium business. And DIA City was another project under the DIA brand name, which like a focus on development and growth of IT industry. So uh, if I keep it short, it, it's some sort of a virtual business country, like virtual free economic zone, economic zone uh, where you get low taxes and some other tax in- incentives, sort of, a, I would call this protection. And you can use English or what we call continental law and some and a bunch of other incentives in order to make IT business. I would say creating IT companies easy and with their, I would say, lowest taxes in the whole Europe, maybe even in the world, because we offered like five percent income tax. Let me jump back a little bit. So, in DCD, uh, if you register your enterprise, you you have to pay corporate tax five percent. It's withholding tax. And uh, and if you employ people, you, you have to actually employ people. Labor taxes are very low, so five percent income tax and uh, like two percent social tax. So that's that's all. That's major feature, I would call it. And what has been the reaction of the tech community so far to this? Are they accepting it? Are they utilizing it? I would say it's mixed, because some of them they really embrace this uh, opportunity to finally move their business from from i would call it like a gray zone or something but some of them say look we already established our business in in a certain way we maybe our uh, listeners they yeah i have to explain because they, there there's uh, there's a type of legal entity which we call for physical persons for for for, for, for citizens they call it's called private interpre- private entrepreneurship which you pay like 5% tax for, from all the incomes. And they, they decided at some point, a couple of years ago, they decided that they don't gonna use standard solutions, which is a like, limited liability company or corporation with their employees, where taxes like a 40% from, from the amount of uh, salary, but they will use this private entrepreneurship, uh, private entrepreneurs, with like a contract-based uh, employment type with a 5%, but it's not quite legal. So we decided to kind of offer them new possible, the way that they can finally have have a, I would call the vehicle. And some of them, they, they, they also, basically they say, look, this is a great idea, but, but, but they disagree. To keep long story short, they agree and uh, they embrace the idea, they like the idea. But they disagree on some some technical issues, and we are in the process of uh, negotiating our mutually beneficial points where we all can agree on everything and go forward. What has been your greatest challenge so far in the Ministry of Digital Transformation? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, the, the, the greatest challenge is actually what, what I was just talking about is to convince people that what we do is is going to benefit them. They have to trust us. Greatest challenge is to build a trust, build trust, because people in Ukraine, they it's not just the Ukrainian issue, but 
people in the most countries they don't trust government and when government trying to do something it, it takes a lot of efforts to explain people that what we do is it is going to somehow make your life better and this somehow you have to explain in a very detailed way like literally to everyone and in the most cases personally <laughs> because you can't just give general message and uh, so I, I wanted uh, to things to be the, the way uh, they say time so you you just tell them uh, you just tell people look we we aiming for those goals and uh, we ask for your support but it turn it turns out that they really need to, to hear from you, from really like personal to answer their questions. So the greatest challenge is to actually uh, keep them together and make them feel that what what you do do is 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 bring them good and, and convince them that this is this is what they need. Alex, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I did want to ask you one more question. What do you hope to accomplish in the new year in 2021? No, well, first of all, our Biggest projects is DCD, and we we aim to go through the parliament to find optimal solution, optimal construct of DCD, and ask parliament to vote for it. So this becomes a law, and finally, IT industry in Ukraine get its favorable tax incentives, tax regime, uh, and other incentives. Uh, the second thing is we we trying to become crypto friendly, so we we kind of moving very fast to adopt cryptocurrencies in Ukraine and make them legal. So this is another big challenge that also involves, it's, it's not about just convince people, it's also, it's also huge work on international level to kind of work with, uh, to, to explain big companies to just come to Ukraine. We, 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 we're becoming crypto friendly. That's, that's another major thing that we work on. And maybe third one is, there are a couple of them, a couple other of them, but the major one to focus on IT education. So we do, we have a number of projects, so I'm going to focus myself because on this on this issue because we need, we need more engineers, we need more educated people, we need more people understanding IT and not just technical, it's sometimes it's just sales, sometimes it's just product management and many, many more. So we, we have a call to raise number of people like two times like we now have right now we have like 200,000 plus people involved in IT and we we aim for half a million. Alex, thank you so much for coming on Made in Ukraine today. Thank you. And I have been speaking with Alexander Bonyakov who is a deputy minister with the Ministry of Digital Transformation in Ukraine. And this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Main Ukraine Tech Startup Edition a monthly podcast series about Ukrainian tech and IT companies and their efforts to go global. Until next time, that's all for now.